Here are the highlights from the latest episode of Free Talk Live. Visit freetalklive.com for the full episode. This is one of those uh, uh, articles from Wallet Hub. They always they always put these together every couple of months. And uh, you know what is the the state with the the happiest residents and or <laughs> the, the the best uh, workforce. Wallet Hub does I'm much this. more curious about the most stressed out states because I got to imagine it's California, New York, New York, New Jersey, definitely Connecticut. Do we get that? Do they have the they, full? They have list? the methodology of how they uh, put this together, but they don't give the full fifty. They did the full fifty. They do. Okay, so oh, we yeah. can find out what the most stressed are. So right, they used uh, work-related stress, mm-hmm. uh, average work hours, average commute time, leisure time, job security. Uh, and so on. Uh, also, they one of the one of the one of the calipers was uh, money related stress. So what's this your- all makes sense. I imagine that a the less leisure time a person has, the more stressed out they are. Sure. Well, unless you're a workaholic and you don't want to be sitting around not well, doing any twiddling your thumbs and workaholics are like stressed out too. If they don't unwind, they just are used to being perpetually stressed out. Well, I guess we, we also need to determine what. I guess I guess we need to determine good versus bad stress. Is so, there good I mean, stress? I mean, going to work can be a kind of a good stress. I mean, you're you're keeping alive. You're working. You're not. You're not. You're making money for your family. They do say that negative stress, called distress, can result in full blown stress response. If continuous negative stress can lead to loss of productivity, health problems, and exhaustion. Mm. And I'm thinking that distress could could come from positive the positive stress that they're talking about. If you're always preparing for a wedding for you know weeks on end, uh, it, it could really turn into a health issue and or you know mental breakdown. And apparently, the name for positive stressors are eustress. E u s t r e s. Spell that again. E u s t r e s s. Interesting. Oh, like borrowing it from euphoria, presumably. Maybe euphoria mm-hmm. and dysphoria. So these some distress. more calibers here on their uh, methodology: money-related stress, uh, your income, debt, uh, your credit score, bankruptcy, um, economic confidence. Moving on down, these are all things they asked the people in the the survey about. Basically, I don't think they even did a survey. I think they just looked at uh, the metrics really? coming out of the states. I, these, that's what they do. Ah, they collect this data irregularly. I see. And I think they just put it together. Uh, you have family-related stress, so separation, divorce, uh, well, child this care. Like a, this must be a meta study of other studies that did ask people. I, I think that it is. Okay. Con- considering that this, they're putting one of these out every couple of months. I'm thinking they have all this data on, uh, uh, you know, at on hand. Hmm. Uh, so you got uh, family stuff, uh, health and safety related stress, you know, mental health, suicide rate, the least stressed starting at the top, Utah, Minnesota, South Dakota, Wisconsin, and number five is New Hampshire. And the most stressed out states, according to these metrics that they used, Louisiana, Nevada, New Mexico, West Virginia, and Mississippi at number five. And those metrics were being were that were being used were work related Stress, money-related stress, family-related stress, and health and safety. So here's a story from WebMD.com about some six suggestions as to what you might 
possibly could do in your life if you want to reduce some stress. They say six tips to unwind, de-stress, and get back in control of your emotional states. We'll see what we think of these. Number one, identify the sources of stress. Try to figure out what's causing your stress symptoms. Maybe you're overextended, meaning you have too many commitments, uh, and feel fatigued and irritable. Once you identify the sources of stress, try to minimize these as much as possible. I think just knowing just knowing what they are, where where your your enemy it lies mm-hmm. is uh, it, it would it helps would help a whole lot. I mean, I mean, so yeah, minimize and get rid of it if you can. But just knowing that it exists, I think that's a big part. And big big part of the problem in this country is that a lot of people don't realize who the enemy is, and that's why those, this last two years have gone down the way that they have because they're not willing to admit, you know, what the actual problem is. Number two on the list of suggestions to de-stress: talk it out. Talk to a friend, family member, or therapist if your stress level is too high. Getting your feelings out without others judging you is crucial to good mental health. Yeah. Does See, that help, what, though? That's what, it wouldn't it, help me. It doesn't right? help. I don't think it helps any, any of the three in this room. You have but to be able to... But, like, there are, but there are chatterboxes out there who uh, really need to get it off their shoulders. And, and, I, and, and again, that, I think that kind of correlates with number one. It's admitting that there's a problem. Mm-hmm. You know, Sometimes when I have a an issue a problem i'm trying to figure out a solution to a challenge just talking to you guys or talking to someone at work can help with can that. help me come come to the answer come to uh, create a solution uh just saying it okay, out loud saying it out loud is uh is part of the it, my, work it out yeah, yeah. I, I see the problem solving value in that but the idea of talking to someone about the things stressing me out or the things bothering me uh, no i it's I, personal yeah, I would have to trust them at a level that is way beyond what I trust the average person in order to do that. I'm like, oh, I got to tell you, I'm really stressed out. You want me to open up to someone on that level? I'm just not going to do it. And that's and that's I what I was saying. Like the three of us, nah. But you know what? But I will we, talk to my cat about it. Maybe. But we also have, but we also have this program. We have our own soapbox that we get, you know, just to spew everything. Here we are. We're talking about how we feel. Talking about how we think. Take time out. Before you reach your breaking point, take time out for solitude. Take time to nurture yourself away from the cares and responsibilities of the world. Find time for inner strength and emotional healing. Now, there's a lot that you can pull out of this, and this could be where, for some people, maybe a little chemical time out is is good for them. Maybe too much is not a good plan. You know, all things in moderation. Uh, I think some people are able to de-stress better if they can use some sort of mind-altering substance in a in a responsible manner. Uh, but other people, that might make their life worse. Mm-hmm. So it just depends on who you are and, and what's right for you. They're kind of also talking about, and they don't come right out and say it here, but uh, meditation. You know, being able to take that kind of time out as well, which is honestly something I don't do as often as uh, as I would like to. Um, to whether it be just as little as at 10 minutes in a day or if you're ex- you know extreme doing an hour or something like that uh, these are things that i think a lot of people would swear by as far as assisting them with de-stressing their life getting I mean, a little focus the meditation system that i'm using these days is about 10 minutes a day and i would recommend it it's, it's really helpful before going to sleep but as far as processing it's supposedly used by the military to help people deal with PTSD and things like that. 
Bonnie uh, turned me on to fan noise as well. So, like, if you don't have an actual fan in your room, you can just go on YouTube and people have eight hour, ten yes, hour, twelve exactly. hour long. Why not just have an actual fan? Well, if you just, if you don't have one or whatever, and they're this... like six dollars at Walmart. <laughs> and I have it. I don't know if this app is still free. It's another it's another app that I have on an old phone. But it's just all kinds of raindrops on the tin roof and yeah, the, and the cool. ocean those waves cool. and the river See, that, trickling by. That's that would good drive stuff. me crazy because I need it to predictable. I need it to mm. be predictable, and that's why I the waves are predictable. They're in and out, in and out, in and out, yep. over and over. Yes, it's predictable. Okay. <laughs> so these are all again. The point I was different. getting at though was that since I started doing yoga nidra, I no longer require the television in order to fall asleep. I just listen to ten minutes of this, and then I'm like, You're all done. right. I know it goes on for five more minutes, but I'm done. I'm I'm ready to go to bed. Mm. Uh, number four on this list here: set limits. Never uh, hesitate to say no before you take on too many commitments, especially if you're balancing work and family. It's important to prioritize. Saying no can help bring your stress to a manageable level and give you more control over your life. I love that. People should say no more often. Absolutely. Right? Yes. One of the problems in the world is that people are hesitant to just say no to something simple. Well, I got some kind of sad news. Oh, I no. think Vermin Supreme has become a socialist. You mean he's um, become a socialist again? Yeah, I thought he was always a socialist. <laughs> yeah, this is... Yeah, well, uh, I mean, how's he run for a, as, a, as a libertarian, though, if he's a socialist? Well, there there are libertarian socialists. I would disagree, and I would say that those libertarian socialists are just misnaming themselves and that they're really anarcho-communists. But uh, anarcho-communism or libertarian socialism is not necessarily anti-liberty. They can do it in a way that it's voluntary. I just think it's very unlikely that they're going to get 100% voluntary participation. Vermin Supreme, well, when he ran uh, in the most recent election, he was running in the Libertarian Party primary. He didn't he didn't get the nomination, uh, but he, I think, made like third place or something like that. Anyway, he definitely made himself sound more libertarian than I think a lot of people th- were thought that he would and were kind of surprised by how libertarian he made himself sound. Um, because he always did have a real leftist kind of tinge to him. That said, I love the guy. I think he's absolutely. super entertaining. I supported uh, him in 2020, and I'll support him again in 2024. I also supported him in 2020 because he was he's just so entertaining. And if you're going to put somebody up against Donald Trump, you should put the master troll, uh, Vermin Supreme, up against you know Donald Trump. I was uh, thinking, you know, how could you patent something without patenting something? And maybe an NFT would be a good way to kind of do it. You know, if you have an idea for a physical uh, thing to make or something, you know, you could uh, put it, put the idea out there on an NFT. And then, you know, it gives you credit saying, hey, this guy came up with this thing, you know. Yeah, well, blockchain can be used to essentially timestamp a thing. So if you've, uh, you know, you've sold a piece of property and you want to record that or you get married and you want to record that on the blockchain. I remember years ago we were at a uh, Bitcoin conference in Orlando. I think it was called Coins in the Kingdom. It was a one-off. It never happened again. But uh, Mark and I were there and they actually had a, a, a wedding that was officiated, and somehow I don't know what blockchain they used, but somehow they marked it on a on a blockchain as though this happened on this date and between these two people, and and there you go, it's immutable uh, at that point. So yeah, you could use a blockchain for that, but you know whether that would be a uh, NFT. Uh, again, when you're dealing with the NFT, we're talking specifically about a token on one of these blockchains, and in theory, the token could be traded. 
So that's kind of the idea behind the difference between a token and just recording something on the blockchain. The ownership of the token can move, whereas if you just record a thing, it's just a record of that. So I don't know if that's what you're more referring to. That which you create can sometimes grow out of what your original view uh, or vision for it was. But it has been a tremendous success. Uh, The vision was, let's get 20,000 liberty-minded people, liberty-minded activists, to migrate to one geographic area because libertarians are just there's just not enough of us in any one place right and so what happens if we actually concentrate our numbers in a small low population state what happens well we've seen now what happens this is no longer a pie in the sky concept but we have historical uh historical statistics on what can happen if a lot of of the same type of people move to a state Sure. Look at the Mormons. Speaking look at the Utah. Mormons. Look at Vermont. The whole state the is the whole state is it's all hippie yeah. farmers, uh, and that was back in the seventies. Uh, That's right. So I mean, there are also the Amish in Pennsylvania. Same basic concept of yep. having a community that essentially is except untouchable. Except Pennsylvania. Yeah. Well, they so, so that, uh, there's a portion of Pennsylvania, but if they tried to take over the whole state, that wouldn't work for you. Well, they would but, just need more numbers. But New Hampshire is so small; it's only 1.3 million people. Correct. A lot of woods. Very small state. I think this is, you know, it, a lot of a lot of the naysayers say it can never work. It's a hell of a but lot it's better not work than Alaska. In, the, in a week, in a year, it's going to take a little while. Yep. But. And now it's coming on twenty years since the Free State Project. Not quite. It's twenty. It'll be twenty twenty three. It'll be twenty years since the Free State Project wow. chose uh, New Hampshire. If you were to look at any of the posts concerning the uh, secession from the. A union. Oh yeah, bill I got that, one right that, here that got smashed. If you read those, uh, we we have a couple of big newspapers here. We of course we have our Sentinel here in mm-hmm. Keene, and you had the Union, and the uh, who's what's the other? What's the third one? Sentinel, the Union leader. There's a few others. Any, I mean, anyways, if you I, want to shut those people down, ask them if they know that a trans person helped write that legislation. <laughs> the posts were sad. There were there, you, there were a couple of liberty-minded people, but most of them were, how dare you? Mm-hmm. How dare you? Don't you remember? They, they, there's a whole war that was caused over this type of nonsense. And it's like, yeah, and the country was founded uh, on the same principle. And then, you know, 100 years later, there was a, there was a nasty war uh, fought because some people wanted their, some states wanted their sovereignty. So, I mean, what are you arguing for? So they're okay with killing people to make them obey? Obviously, Probably, statists. Yeah. But I mean, the the the, the number, the yeah, ratio, the ratio that, of right? pro state uh, uh, state sympathizers versus the liberty lovers is still uh, something that needs to be considered. It's there are a lot of government lovers out there yeah. that who who don't who who they don't want to lose what they're whatever pissed. whatever it is that we have. Yeah, they're pissed. And, uh, he, and here we are talking about it like uh, this is a bad relationship. All the, the fear mongering, you know, I don't really get it. I mean, we already had the whole fear mongering, COVID. If you ain't got COVID, you're going to get COVID. If you got the shot, you're not going to get it. Well, I haven't gotten the shot. I've had it one more time. But it wasn't really that bad, but everybody else that has the shot are getting it all the time. So I'm thinking, hmm, maybe, uh, yeah, I don't know, whatever. But I'm also an Army uh, combat vet. And every time I got deployed, I got shot with all kinds of stuff. I I have no idea. I got more stuff in my blood right now than I got being on the floor at a Pink Floyd concert. Yikes. You know? Yeah, no kidding. Yeah, but I had a normal daughter, and she's fine. She's in the Coast Guard now. She's up in Alaska. 
rescuing stupid fishermen like you know like y'all do up there in New Hampshire and Maine. But uh, I mean, now okay, now okay. Say you want to separate your state, which I guess Texas can do it in like five regions. California, what three regions? Uh, you got Oregon doing north and south, and they, some want to be a part of Idaho and. You know, Idaho's kind of, you're like, hmm, our tax brackets going to be screwed now. You're talk, just to clarify, Toby, you're talking about people in uh, existing states that want to divide the state up into multiple states, but stay in the union? Yeah. I love the gold back. I think it's an amazing invention. Huge fan of it. There's, uh, if you haven't checked them out, go to goldback.com. You can learn more about it. It's an actual tradable amount of gold. The smallest denomination is one one thousandth of an ounce. It's one of the smallest denominations of gold available on the planet. Hmm. You know what I just realized? That makes me way less likely to get robbed. Like they, Why? There's no real crime here in New Hampshire, but let's is say... It because they don't realize it has value? Yeah, right. It's like, what are these trading cards? Let's say I get mugged, and they're like, hand over all your money. I just I just got these little things. They're like, what is that? Like, just, just gold cards they they wouldn't take them they, they would take the cash i don't know i mean unless they're idiots uh, have you seen look up mark dice on youtube sometimes i'm not a fan of mark dice yeah. but he does some good stuff and one of the things he does is he goes around the streets of california offering people hey do you want this ounce of silver or do you want this hershey's chocolate bar and almost unanimously they take the hershey's chocolate bar that would be a fun one to do with the gold back because then if somebody did take the gold back, you wouldn't be losing twenty five bucks worth of silver. You'd only lose four or five bucks worth. That's of right. gold. I'm down to do it. Let's do it. <laughs> I, uh, I promise we get rid of more Hershey's chocolate bars than we do gold backs that day. It may I would be hope different. that New Hampshire's better. It on may that. be better in New Hampshire than it is in California. California but yeah. I still think we're going to need more Hershey's bar than we will gold backs. I mean, it's in the title, gold back. It's like, of course I'm going to take the gold, whereas the yeah, the, but ounce the silver. of silver from an ed- editorial a piece from, or I guess this is an opinion piece by John Decker at the Laconia Sun, and this is the uh, newspaper, the big newspaper in the Lakes region. So he's talking about CACR 32, which we spoke a lot about here on Free Talk Live. is the independence ballot measure that would uh, would essentially, if it passed the state house and the state senate by a 60% margin, it would then go on the ballot. And it would have asked the people of New Hampshire whether or not they want to leave the union peaceably. And it freaked a lot of people oh, out. what might have been. It could happen still. It was the first time out. Uh, Brody Deshays, quote, I think it's deeply troublesome that there would be elected officials from either party that think this is a reasonable policy goal and would push for such a policy as a final outcome for the state of New Hampshire, he said. He's a Republican, by the way, from Wolfboro. It wouldn't be the final outcome. Right. It would just be the next step in the story of New Hampshire. Right. Uh, But for Brody Deshays, it would be the end because we think he wants to become a federal politician. Uh, he's 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 this real young guy. He's I think twenty three years old, and he's one of the worst Republicans in the state house. He's one of the lowest rated, as far as on the Liberty ratings that they give to all the the state reps. Oh, I believe it. He's a complete tool. He's a total tool. He was the main opponent of CACR thirty two. He went on to say they've realized that Republicans are the best vehicle to win elections. The Free Stater explained that he initially got involved with the board through his protest of mask mandates and vaccine clinics being set up on school grounds. Uh, he said, if it's in the shape it's in in three years, I'll run again. 
he said, stating he intends to watch school board meetings and minutes closely. As for the concept of secession, Friedman said he would have voted to support it in principle, but that secession, quote, would never stand a chance in a million years of passing, unquote. I don't, I don't know about that. Citing the fact that older people would lose their Social Security and, by extension, their interest in independence, and that the United States would not honor such a motion. So here's a question for all you Social Security collectors. Tell them to go if to you move to another country... You still collect, yes, right? Yes, you do. So what would stop you from collecting your money? And Nothing. by the way, I'm the, I am more concerned with your government existing in the next couple of years to pay you your Social, social Security. Social Security, yeah, it's going to run out. I, we're not going to get any of it. The three of us. He says the powers that be are not going to allow that to happen. Even if New Hampshire voted 100% for secession, they're not going to allow it. So I don't think there's been any planning to work out the details because it's not in the cards. Well, they certainly no, that, that's not how this works, right? You don't work out all of the details about what you're going to do when you leave your abusive relationships. You Step just do one it. is to get out. Yeah, we talked about this. How do you relieve stress? Number one, you admit that there's a problem, yep. and you try to distance yourself situation. from that situation. This is this is the f- number one step. As they say, you don't take flack unless you're over the target. If you're a libertarian anywhere outside of New Hampshire, you know that the media, the media does not care about you they do not report Mm, on you they don't care about your candidates when you finally do get one of them on the ballot you put a ton of work into getting candidates on the ballot and no one cares the current part of the free talk live archives that i'm working on Mm -hmm. is ron paul during his 2007 2008 candidacy and it's all about how ron ball national candidate right completely ignored by the media and he was one of the most, he wasn't a libertarian candidate, but he was the most libertarian presidential candidate we had ever seen. And he had enormous I, of I remember those debates. Him. They're all on YouTube yeah. and they are glorious. He pwned them. At least he got into the debates. Most libertarian candidates, that's because he ran as a Republican. Most libertarian candidates cannot get into a debate to save their life. They can't get invited to an interview. That no one cares. The the other sides, the, oppo- the, the opponents won't even show up. Yeah, the Republicans and the Democrats, they don't. They pretend like you don't exist because, as far as they're concerned, you don't exist. You're not a threat to them. You're not. You're not going to win the election. Here, when libertarians run as Democrats or Republicans, these people freak out, and that's part of what this story is: is where the Republican establishment is saying, "Oh my God, there's these free staters and they're running, and and our voters aren't paying any attention." For new arrival Alex Lemp, who also attended the meetup, the ability to participate in local politics was essential to his decision to relocate from New York in 2021. He said, being in New York, I felt my politics couldn't do anything. Here, I feel there's more of a chance to make a difference. Unquote. The ability to access local political power is a keystone in the strategy of the Free State Project, a nonprofit organization started in 2001 with the goal of inviting more libertarians to move to New Hampshire. The movement's website claims that the Free State Project is not a political action organization and does not endorse or oppose legislation. Carla Garrick, who's the president. It'd be better if it did. Uh. I mean, they would lose their 501c3 status. It would it would look ugly, though, because then they would end up endorsing one free stater over another, and then they're going to split people on that. And yeah, I don't think they they've never been to. divisive in the past. If they decided on a political affiliation, would Firm and Supreme be allowed in, in our big tent? Yeah, they don't have to decide on would, a political affiliation. I think it's. I think they do enough. I think the Free State Project should do what they do, and that is sure. advertise New Hampshire to libertarians outside of New Hampshire. Run a couple of events every year to you know bring them in, like the Porcupine Freedom Festival, which, by the way, I I heard on their Free State Live show uh, that they do on Mondays. 
that the Porcupine Freedom Festival is now actually technically sold out. They're still selling tickets, but they're actually over the amount that they had planned to sell. So they had planned for 2500 and they're sold over 2700 at this point. According to the Russian media, RT.com reporting that they are reducing their military activity near Kiev and Chernigov <clears throat> as talks with Ukraine enter what they consider to be a, quote, practical stage. Maybe Putin and, is finally getting his demands uh, met. And look, man, I his don't three, know. His and, three main demands that maybe they're being met. I don't know why Russia invaded Ukraine. I know what they're saying. You know, the, the Ukrainian government was basically, you know, rounding up people, killing them, torturing them or whatever. I will say, though, that, you know, we heard about these things going on in 1940s Germany and the world just ignored them. They're like, There's no way that's actually happening. That's fake news. That's just propaganda being put forward by anti-Germans. We don't know what's going on here. We'll probably never actually know whether or not the Ukrainians are actually killing people, whether or not they actually have a substantial number of Nazis in their units or whether the Russians are in the right or the Ukrainians are in the right. So we, I, no, you, you are correct. We will never, never we will never know that we someone will win. And they, will, will, and they will write yes. the textbooks that will teach our children what actually happened. But because of but all we, of this, but we know that's probably not what happened. Because of all its uncertainty, I'm not going to be like, look, I stand with Ukraine no. or I stand with Russia. I don't I'm stand just... with any state yeah. at all. Uh, if there's any side to take in this, it's the pro peace side. And the pro peace side, in my opinion, is to say. If the people of the Donbass area want to leave Ukraine, they should be able to without being shelled to death. Do we know what's going on, actually? And as far as covering Russian airspace, but a second that they would fly into Ukrainian airspace, if we were to impose a no-fly zone, boom, the Russian jets down. Now, how is that going to be reacted to by Putin and, and you know his generals? But I well, think that I'm not a fan of states and nations, but if Zelensky wants there to be a no-fly zone over Ukraine, then that's up to the Ukrainian military to impose. Right, right. I don't think they have the number of fighters and bombers and you know other weaponry to really do it themselves. And right now, I don't think the United States is in a position to to do it. And nor should However, they. And, we, and that includes right. that includes shipping them weapons and planes and mm. uh, and other pieces of equipment, which we shouldn't be doing either. Well, supposedly NATO has been doing that. I, I, oh, hell yeah, yeah, they have. I know. We know that they have. Oh, well, yeah. we don't. Well, we, what do we really know exactly? Yeah. But I know that they have a lot of NATO weapons in there. Sure. For sure. I mean. In uh, the hands the of the Nazis now, by the way, because there's Nazis in the Ukrainian Defense Force. You just heard highlights from the latest episode of Free Talk Live. You can download full episodes, subscribe to our podcast, listen live, and more, all for free at freetalklive.com.